Welcome to the HTW Podcast, where your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sakutis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, HTW is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. Okay, Zoe, I have a question. Are you naturally classy? I think I'm classy. Do you consider yourself classy? I think so. Yes, I'm classy, goddamn. (laughs) I'm, um... I think women of a certain age kind of... I think women of a certain age, you you can wear it and you can own it and you can just be... You consider yourself classy. Women of a different age, can they be classy or... Oh, I know what they are. What are they? They're sassy. They're sassy. You were tricking me into that. I tricked you. I led you my little trail of gluten-free breadcrumbs. Yeah, because we talked to a... She is classy, but she's more sassy than anything. And her name is actually Sassy. Her name is actually Saskia. Okay, Saskia. Her That's right. company, and she is sassy. That's right. Um, and her brand is called Naturally Sassy. That's correct. Um, and Saskia. Sassy. Is, is it Russian? Saskia is a Russian name. And yes. she looks like a Russian doll. Yes, she like does. She is like a porcelain, beautiful doll. She's, I mean, yes. she's stunning. She's stunning. She's a petite little ex-ballerina who, at the ripe old age of 20, has created this amazing company, online platform, Naturally Sassy Online Workout Studio. There's a food component. It's called Ballet Blast. The Ballet Blast is the workout. She's like doing all of these amazing things in this online community. Yeah. She's created a huge following in a very short period of time. She was a ballerina, and unfortunately, an injury led her to have to go down her, like, plan B path, which turned out to be a great plan, you know, plan B. But she also had a crazy skin issue that sort of popped up and a little chicken and eggy. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, diet, but I think a lot of it was just genetics, and she was able to manage it through diet. So Which she, I feel like is a kind of common theme that we've been getting a lot of these conversations. Oh, it's a like, lot of skin. It's a lot of skin issues that can be really addressed with nutritional protocols. And I feel like for everyone who is constantly suffering through issues having to do with, you know, the way their skin feels and the way that it looks and the way that it makes them feel about themselves because it's kind of the first thing that anybody sees. Yeah. There are actually natural and naturally super sassy. naturally sassy, naturally sassy solutions, I think, <laughs> to all of these skin ailments. And, it, you know, I think she takes... A two-pronged approach because it's not just the food, although she, you know, a big part of her platform is food and she has recipes and it's like, you know. Cookery, she, she, she cook, calls cookery. it. Cookery. I know I love cookery. <laughs> Damn, why can't I be from the UK? You're not classy enough. I know. I was going to say I was so much classier. <laughs> um, but she does. Okay, so she's not just talking about dance and her amazing workout that she created from her background. She's also talking about food. So she's got this sort of, you know, she's attacking it. She's doing both sides of the coin. Which is very important, obviously. Right. When you're talking about your it's health. A balance. It's a balance. Especially coming from that world of, I mean, she spent some time talking about how there is, you know, such a dark side, which I think people know, whether it's, you know, anecdotal or assumption based. But, you know, the lifestyle of a ballerina is definitely oftentimes not the healthiest. Not the healthiest. Despite the way that they, you know, present and the way that they look on stage and in pictures. 
there's a real gnarly underbelly that seems to be fueled by things like vitamin water and Diet Coke and cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I saw the 90s movie. Um, God, what is it called? Where she's like, Flutter Jody. <laughs> Center State. Center State. I love that movie. I own that movie on VHS. That's how old and that's how corny I am. Um, but anyway, so yes, she does also talk. She tells the very funny story about how she meets her sort of like this amazing dancer in, in Chicago at the Joffrey Ballet, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And she's you know, this like waif-like creature who's just like floating through the air. And she's like, oh my God, how does she, how does she maintain this physique? Yeah. And, and the then answer she, was quite surprising. CBS. CBS. I'll tell you what she was living on at a CBS. But I think that, I mean, the takeaway too is that, you know, she's very young, but she, in the same way that, you know, people of a certain age on the other end of the spectrum say age is just a number. I think for her, age was always just a number. At the age of 16, she launched her online business. And I think that... And oh, and let me just add to that, that when she was 15, that was like the beginning of social media. Right, exactly. So she was kind of born into it. But she really, I think, is inspiring for many a young entrepreneur out there who feels like, you know, maybe they have, they've got big dreams, but they're not ready to actually just chase them yet because they still kind of have some like living to do. And she was just sort of like, no, this is now what I need to do and I'm going to do it. And she really listened to that inner voice saying yeah. like, this is the path that you need to be on. And I have the utmost respect for somebody of that age to really have that sense of self to be able to say like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And she's doing it. She got after it. We love her also because she, um, at some point, is going to help us through the stretches that will lead us to That's right. splits and happiness. But why do they call them the split? You know what? That's such a good question, and I've always had an issue. Growing up, being in ballet school for five days a week for most of my life, we did a split. You do a split. And then all Singular. of a sudden, I hear people saying the splits, the splits. I'm like, well, what is no, that? That's I, not a thing. No, it's a split. You learn how to do a split. You learn how to do a split. It's one split. You split your legs. Singular, right. That's all. The splits. The splits. What else are you splitting? I call bullshit right now. Let's put an end to this nonsense. I don't mean to split hairs, but (laughs) it's a little little much, guys. All right. Let's go check out what Sassy has to say. We're here to talk about Sassy. (laughs) Sassy Gregson Williams. Mm. She is the founder of Naturally Sassy a fitness and healthy food global online platform. Sassy is also a professionally trained ballerina, qualified personal trainer, cookbook author, and creator of the popular Naturally Sassy online workout studio and new Naturally Sassy app, which launched in July 2018, which yeah. means like right now. Like yesterday. Well, oh my God, congratulations. Yeah, I was, on a, I was on a plane and I was just going, okay, well, I'm up in the air. I hope everything's okay down there. Like it was the most terrifying way to launch something ever is just to go, okay, it's launched. Let me announce it to everyone and let me take off it's for eight hours. It's kind of cool that it launched like while you're up in the ether though. Mm-hmm. It means like your life literally changed while you were not on earth. Right, completely. It did. <laughs> and I was just there like, well, there's nothing to do now but sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a little out time. So exciting. How long were you working on this app? So I've been working on the app probably for only the last six months because it was really an evolution from launching the online studio. We started with a continuation of like Naturally Sassy, which just started as a recipe platform. When I was a dancer, it was my way of getting away from the dance. And when I stopped, I was really injured. I had already kind of been doing this thing, which is Ballet Blast, the first class in the studio, which was a combination of dance and strength. So it was really just my way of being able to keep flexible, keep moving in that way. But 
not be floating around the gym looking like I'm flying. Right. Or I'm doing some sort of interpretive yeah. dance next to your weights. Right, completely. Excuse me. Yeah, so it was a way of incorpor- like incorporating all the kind of the best techniques from ballet and strength and conditioning and all, all that stuff. So when I stopped dancing, I knew that kind of adding that element into the business was what I wanted to do to keep it going. I mean, I'd done like a life's training, it felt like at that point I needed to share it. Mm-hmm. So I launched the online studio when I stopped dancing and that was... It was kind of a soft launch to seeing how all the users would take it. I was doing classes in London. We were doing big festivals and stuff. And I knew traveling about that these women wanted classes all the time. So I was like, how can I get it to them? Mm -hmm. So they can just stream it wherever they are. I personally don't really pay for a gym membership unless I'm somewhere for a long time. And I know a lot of people that follow are like 120, 200 bucks um, a month isn't really what I wanted to do. Yeah, Yeah, especially around my age group. Like nobody really wants to be spending that much money. They want to be going out and drinking. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> but Wait, are you? Uh, how old are you? Say, I'm 20. Yeah. You're 20. Yeah. So you can't go out you and drink. What are you drink. talking about? I'm from the UK. Oh my God. What's the drinking age there? Um, 16 for a beer with your parents and then 18 if you're um, no, on your own. Oh my God. Did, has that been that way for a long time? It has. Forever. Wow. I don't know about scooters and I don't know about... <laughs> yeah. Look how much the, you learned and it's like I not mean, even one o'clock. We're not even 10 minutes in and no. I'm already being like schooled. But for a minute, let's just talk about your age because I (laughs) am blown away how much you've already done and you're 20 and good for you. And (laughs) I had done absolutely none of these things. I had accomplished next to nothing by the time I was 20, Mm. which was not recently. I mean, what is this like for you? Like, what is your life experience? Do you kind of have these moments where you're like, holy shit, like... Oh, I don't feel 20 in the fact that like I, as a dancer, I was always training with people that were like five years older than me. And that training was strange, really, because I was not only kind of growing up at a different rate, my siblings were much older than me. My sister started a health and wellness business, which was really was my platform Mm -hmm. for starting something. And she's 11 years older than me. So she was always ahead. And for me, I was just the peers of that. Like I always felt that way. And I think dance particularly just kind of you've got to be the best you've got to be the best and there's well there's so much discipline that, I mean yeah. I grew up that way too and there's yeah. there's so much discipline involved it is an interesting experience for a young child to mm-hmm. be in school and especially you know the, a lot of like the schooling that we do here is so yeah. like loose liberal and you know just find your joy today what are you you know what what will we paint today mm-hmm. and then you go to a dance class and everybody's like no you get in line play like this foot like this especially when you're talking about yeah. classical ballet so that is actually it does it does age you in a different way I think it doesn't also I think for me I just had that teenage naivety like I started this business at 15 and 16 I had a cookbook deal and I had products in Whole Foods at like 17 all those things that is banana all those all those things I literally just walked into a door and I was like huh like of course I couldn't do this and looking back now it hasn't even been that long but obviously you mature and I'm like what the hell was I doing I know isn't that funny how sometimes ignorance is like the best possible tool in your in your kit when you're starting something oh my gosh I hope I keep that for a while had had I known you know it's like something I think a lot of kind of entrepreneurs say like mm-hmm. I would never have started right well had I known because I'm not aware like, of the risks when it feels like there's nothing at stake or like it was going to be that hard or those things were sort of in front of you um so ignorance sometimes is truly business bliss it's awesome it works out <laughs> completely yeah and that's also what so when you were 15 that was kind of like the beginning of social media right it was the perfect turn for me because yeah. I started and Sadie, my sister, had this platform. Oh, that's my daughter's name. It's the best name. I Sadie love Sadie. Sassy. I yeah, love it. yeah. So um, she had um, Hip and Healthy, which is now an activewear store, but at the time it was just a magazine. And I saw the space, I was like recipes, but it came at that point for me as not only like a 
15-year-old, but also as a dancer standing in front of a mirror in a leotard all day, where I was completely getting all the wrong nutrition tools. Mm -hmm. I was completely undernourishing myself. I had no idea about food except the kind of like, it was almost like we were scared to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things. It was just like, you look the part and that's good. And I was injured. So the only way for me to keep up with other dancers was to look the part. Mm -hmm. So I really went down that for a while. And there was just a point where I was like, this is just not working. I mean, it, it wasn't quickly. It was like alarm bells were going off. And I was like, I am not well. Like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I can't, I'm getting more injured by not feeling myself mm -hmm. properly. And uh, then I was like, okay, let's look into food. And I did that through Hip and Healthy. So I started recipes. And I look at the first recipe I ever did. It's been quite an evolution, which was just like a packet of, I think, lentils that were already cooked. Mm -hmm. That were like dumped on a plate with like some sun-dried tomato chopped in and like some maybe mackerel that had, again, already been cooked from right, the store. Right. And I posted this on her website. <laughs> and it's, it's a miracle that like two years later it had transformed so much. But that was really, for me, the start of getting into food and cookery. And that really transformed my, my feeling of food. I then thought of it as a tool and something to fuel my performance in the studio, but also just kind of in life because it was suffering, not being able to do what I wanted to do all day. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, big sis. Mm. Yeah, right. No, completely. That's she nice. Was. And thanks. I mean, I mean, not that you should be thankful for an injury, but it kind mm. of that was that was sort of what led to that it's was the catalyst. What, what type of injury did you have? I had um, the main thing that I, I really dealt with was like lots of tears in my ligaments, in my ankles. So going on point, it was like just not fun. And I had steroid injections every three months oh, to keep me going. Brutal. Yeah. And they were like, you know, eventually we'll probably just have to go in there and have a look. But there's nothing there. So this might just be your life. And were your parents like supporting this decision? Were they kind of like yeah. pushing you or they're like, come on, like maybe switch gears you, here? You hear about those dance bums. I mean, they have a show dance bums now. Yeah, my, my, my mom was never really like that. She just wanted kind of the best me in the situation. But I moved out of home really young as well. So it was um, living with my sister in London. They were living in the countryside. So I would, I would go back and with this injury, she just really wanted to make sure I was you know, going to the right physiotherapist, doing this and that. But I was the dancer. So it was really hard when I started to have this kind of other passion to mm -hmm. be like, can I pursue this too? Mm -hmm. because I was the dancer and I was going to be this and that and that's all people kind of knew for me that mm -hmm. was going to be my success or not it was a very interesting detour for me because it was like telling my parents that I was going to this physio but actually going to an interview for like something completely different mm -hmm. and it was this weird kind of other life that I lived like it was my kind of rebellion which is like most people will go out and just <laughs> I like, don't know I'm gonna get a good job <laughs> yeah right I'm gonna build a business for myself um so I, I did that and I hate you mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a funny one but um they they grew into the idea and obviously was just really ha happy that I was not going to be that kind of typical dancer. And, yeah, well, yeah I was hard. not. I, mean, I was not very rebellious either. See, so what's your birth order? You have other siblings. Yeah, so two. I've got a brother, um, a half brother and half sister, and they're both thirty-two and. 30. Oh, so you are the youngest. I am the youngest. Yeah, I'm the youngest too. I have a theory about this, and I think it is that the youngest they kind of see the older kids sort of. I mean, how I felt was you, you give your parents grief. And they do anyway. Mm. And then I felt so guilty. I was like, oh, my God, my poor mom has taken all the abuse. I'm just not going to give her anymore. I'm just not going to rebel. Totally. I'm like, I'm not going to give you a hard time. I never rebelled. I'm like, I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, no, I think I was just hard in the fact that I was suddenly trying to pursue this other thing. And she was trying to keep me intact, being like, this is this is your dream. I don't I, I'm not trying to push it on you, but like you don't want to suddenly screw it up because you've only got so many years to do it. Right. You know, yeah, so it was a very tough thing. But when I was in London, I had that freedom to suddenly, you know, be running events and cooking classes and the social media thing. As you guys were saying, it's like it, it grew then. So my platform grew and I moved from doing hip and healthy stuff to doing my own and having this blog and this platform. And I think it was literally I launched the blog in like May of maybe 
2014 and then the month after I was on the phone to like literary agents not telling them my age but being like you need to publish my book like this is my best I won a the I entered an award like a I think it was one of the Good Web Guide Awards, which is pretty big in London. And um, I won like a youth award for that or something. So there was me emailing being like, this is within a month. Award-winning website. Naturally, <laughs> Sassy, you need to you need to publish my book. And eventually I got um, Penguin Random has to agree. But there was a horrible moment like just before where they asked me my age. And I was like, please don't not publish my book because of this. But they That's when you just it. pretend you're Sassy's assistant. And you're right. just like, I'll let her get back to you on that. And no, I had an intern, obviously. <laughs> That's what Donald Trump does. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he was like pretending to be yes. his own PR guy. Oh my God, was he really? That's yeah. genius. Yes. You haven't heard that? No, I haven't. They actually aired recordings of him and he was probably in his like 20s or 30s he was super young and he would call up like every publication and be like so donald is uh it's so clearly him Mm -hmm. you know and he's just sort of like (laughs) saying how how amazing he is and whatever whatever anyway so that's what i was doing i was learn from the best right (laughs) exactly i hopefully got better from there but i um yeah we launched the book and then from there had all these other opportunities and did the snacks and stuff but was just kind of running before I could walk into every situation. Which sometimes is a good kind of filtration process and you figure out just by throwing shit at the wall. Right. we like to say here. I'm sure you have a much classier (laughs) and more articulate way of saying Rubbish, maybe. Throwing rubbish against the wall. Yeah, throwing rubbish in the Um, bin. But so which things kind of fell through the cracks? You mentioned you had snacks. Yes. Now you don't. Yeah, we had these limited edition snacks that I called them, but they were just um, our attempt at doing um, some healthy energy bars at the beginning of that whole kind of trend of nut and um, dried fruit bars. Right. And we did it. We launched them. I actually had, I rented a unit so like a little mini factory in um, kind of the outside, the skirting of London. And I had my intern who I just hired full time at the time, who was really just for editorial. She was copy based. So she was helping me um, go through the book and edit it. She suddenly was in this unit in Acton making these snacks for me like this, you know, with her pink headphones on listening to music. And there were all these like proper factory workers. And there's just her standing in the middle of it doing them. And then she'd ship them off to Whole Foods for tasters. And the buyer there would like help us with how we needed to get the packaging. But the packaging at the time was terrible, too. And we just kind of fudged it. We'd send yeah. them off in a black cab to like the buyers. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> no costs involved there. Right, the most costly thing ever. And I was just kind yeah. of running around. I was at ballet class while she was just like making snacks, and she was using like a knife to shape them into the perfect thing. Eventually, we got to a factory, and that was kind of when I was able to. I, I took off. I launched the book, had the snacks there, took off to Chicago, um, and danced with the Joffrey there while this whole thing was kind of unraveling back in the UK. <laughs> Okay, so the bars do not exist anymore. They Correct. don't. Limited edition. Limited Limi- edition. They were limited edition. Yeah. Love that. So that was a learning experience. It was yeah. a good experience. And then are you are you still wanting to create a product, like an edible, something that we can eat, like a snack? Or did that sort of just set you off? That the, turned me off. Yeah, it. yeah. you were just absolutely and yeah and I think the thing was is that um at the time I was still dancing so with this like food was just my my other my passion on the side of it and a way to get away from the dancing and I I realized when I did stop dancing that like that the movement was just the biggest thing that I could really share and share my personal expertise because I always felt with the snack as I was going off and I was talking about nutrition and I was talking about these healthy snacks which I then didn't believe in so much the whole they were full of sugar and they didn't make me actually feel great in the long term. I was eating like so many a day when you're testing them. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly was like, yeah. when you're eating that many cashews, like, I mean, we had like I my know. whole bedroom was just <laughs> full of cashews and I have to ship them off to a unit. You know, uh, we're going to admit that we at Blueprint, we did have a, we had a bar stint too. It's kind of like short, everybody goes, we had a everybody goes, bar. <laughs> everybody goes through their bar phase mm-hmm. and 
Ours was short-lived as well. <laughs> they were delicious, but man, I probably consumed Ugh. like seven pounds of cashews. God, we ate a lot, a lot in a day. Your stomach just hurts at the Ugh. end, and you're like, "What am I doing?" And this you're for? like, "But I'm eating so healthy. What's wrong with me?" Yeah. Right. So we did that for a time, and then I was like, "No, moving on." And I was at the Joffrey, and that's when I decided to stop dance. That's when my injury really was just too much, and I couldn't continue. But it was very lucky because I think for a lot of dancers, where that is your main thing. You don't have like another yeah. plan B. And I had this like plan AA in my face. Like this is something you you love to do. And Well, no one has a plan B at 16. I mean, that's, you know, that is amazing because I think. No one has a plan A or a plan B. No one B has a plan A. Day. But if you are, I mean, I, I also danced not with the Joffrey. I studied at the Joffrey Ballet here, but I, the company in New York. to Chicago. Yeah. I thought I was moving to New York when I got accepted. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> called them up and I was like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to be in Greenwich Village. They were yeah. like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, uh-uh, no, you're in Chicago. <laughs> But I think at some point in the, when you are in the sort of entertainment field, I think, you know, good sense tells you you probably need to have a fallback option. But it's definitely not something that you're thinking about when you're a teenager. That's Your a, fallback was showgirl, right? Well, no, that was my that was my plan A. For oh, wait, that was A. Second. Right. Yeah. And then your B. Well, it, very, very similar. Gymnast. This, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Top spinner. Um, no, I think that because, the, you know, the world of dance and performance is so closely linked with how you're fueling your body. That was how I kind of landed in all of this, too, was having that experience of constantly needing to know, like, where the fuel is going and how you're presenting. And like mm. you were saying, you know, the costumes and all of that, like, you're much more sort of self-aware. So the interest in food, I think, is very, it's a very natural sort of progression. And I totally see how that happens, where you just become more interested in this and it opens up so many more opportunities. And you really see a path kind of unfolding before you that it becomes much more alluring than the world of performing, which I think you have to have your heart and soul and 150,000% mm. commitment to it if you're going to do it. But all this to say that those realizations don't generally come at the ripe age of 16. So yeah. good on you Thank again you. for having the foresight to say like, <laughs> my plan B starts now. No, totally. So it was, it was only a couple of years ago, but what I realized quickly going into launching Ballet Blast, which is our first class in the studio, was that I'm still performing. Like I'm still able to use that. Yeah. That's okay, cool. wait. So can we just talk about what is Ballet Blast? Okay, so I'll, I'll lay it down. There's, yeah, um, and then we're going to do a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, we totally are. Yeah, it's <laughs> lots of room here. Um, the Ballet Blast is what I kind of unknowingly created when I was injured. So it, it's a fusion of ballet, so classical principles from ballet, which is the arm movement, the turned out positions, the different muscle usage that you don't generally get when you're doing a really boring bicep curl. With strength and conditioning and a little bit of hit training, it really is so varied and it's just taking techniques from lots of different disciplines, putting it together into a program that not only makes you feel really open and graceful, which is one of my main things for women because we don't get that enough, I don't think. When you I'm going to adjust my posture right, right? now. It gives, you, it gives you, like, it's really great for posture. So a lot of the people that do it are recommended by physios because we have this modern day mm. culture of looking down at our phones and our laptops the whole time. It's great for range of motion flexibility, which is you know, a huge thing that we don't really focus in enough. Normally, and it's so important as you get older, it becomes even more critical. To yeah, it just gets harder it. and harder yeah. to maintain it. So it's great because in these workouts, you're really able to stretch and sculpt at the same time. So I'll, we do have like a six-week stretching program for people that are desperate to get in the splits is what normally people come to. I'm like, no, this is just for life. Why but is that a goal? Like, when are you going to need to use that? I get it asked a lot. Is, are these workouts going to give me the splits? And I'm like, well. You know why? Because <laughs> fucking Instagram. That's yeah, why. People right. are going to be like, guess what I did for six weeks and now look at me. And I'm in the splits. There it goes. I'm like, this is going to be painful. But we have the, the six-week stretching program. 
if you don't have the time for that, which, you know, I hope that everybody can kind of make the time when in front of the TV, but there's a lot going on in your mind. And these workouts really help you kind of get that extra flexibility while you're gaining that strength. How long are they? Um, so in the studio, we have like shuffles. So we bring the workouts together to create a whole program. But individually, they're between like 15 minutes and 20 minutes. That's great. Uh, and then together, we do half an hour mixes or 45 minute mixes. And then we have monthly plans. And and alongside that, we have skill videos so we can break down the technique if you're not aware. Because I think the word ballet is so intimidating. But these workouts are de- like they're not. If, if you can imagine like a ballet burpee, which is just a lengthened version of right. the thing, right? I yeah. love a ballet burpee. Yeah. Yeah. I do not do burpee. Je ne burpee pas. No, 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 no burpee for me. Yeah. But I feel like I could get on board with a ballet burpee. And the, yeah, the, the, the reason I use that one as an example is because it really is like moves you would kind of already be aware of, just kind of doing functional movement anyways, but then just with the length that you get dancing. I think the nicest thing for me is that I love that way of moving. Mm-hmm. I've always felt it's such a beautiful way of moving. And what's sometimes like if we're in a studio with a mirror in front of you like I'll tell you to switch around because sometimes looking at yourself you you don't get that same feeling but when you're on your own and you're moving that way you're like wow like this is just I'm standing really tall and proud and I'm never like this I'm like hunching my shoulders I'm feeling really like not confident at all I think it's really important to focus on the stretching bit as Mm -hmm. well because what I learned kind of recently maybe embarrassingly uh is that a tight muscle is a weak muscle and a weak muscle is a tight muscle which kind of like changed the way that I approach everything. Like I'm yeah. constantly stretching now. Did yeah. you know that? It always annoyed me. Did I know people that you're constantly that. stretching or did I know about tight and weak? <laughs> about that I'm constantly stretching. No, <laughs> about tight and weak. Uh, I didn't know that in those words, but it certainly makes sense. I think yeah. it's a bit intuitive un- until you think about it, though. Yeah. It's something that you need to have presented to you to actually. Yeah, I remember sense. hearing that a lot as a dancer and being like, that's so annoying. Don't yeah. tell me oh, that. really? I totally just like tapped into something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You're yeah, like, you... don't say that. Yeah. Because it was always really annoying. You're like, oh, my hamstrings hurt so bad. And then somebody would be like, strengthen them. You yeah. Like, seriously, yeah. dude, go away. Like, I'm, like you have no I'm idea. I'm doing my I've best. Doing. Okay. So, what were some of the unhealthy habits that some of the other dancers in your world were? you know, Mm. sharing with you in terms of like what they were eating. I'm just curious what that before and after diet looked like. Well, I'll tell you my first kind of instance of thinking of like food as not just because I grew up and my mum was a really healthy um, eater. Like my sister, my brother and I are all in the health and fitness industry. So it tells you a lot about my mum. She was like pioneering organic from the beginning. Good on you, Sassy's mom. Yeah, yeah, she's really with it. So I was always just kind of eating like what she was cooking and never really thinking too much about food. And then I went to San Francisco for a summer school when I was younger and I I didn't know how old I was. Maybe I was like 13, 14. And I was in San Francisco for six weeks on my own. It was like the biggest kind of like lone venture. And I can really specifically pinpoint the moment I was like, food is a thing that can actually help my success. And it was when I, like a friend of mine, um, who I kind of was like in awe of, she was this kind of like wafer of a dancer who just looked like she was floating. And she took me to CVS and was like, oh, I just have vitamin water. That's what I live on. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, vitamin water. You're like the secret to your success is in CVS. Yeah, right. (laughs) You would never thought that. (laughs) Mind-blowing. So I was like, okay, so at least there's different flavors to choose from. So that was like the first time I was like, oh my goodness, okay. So, And I thought of it as a very positive thing because I was like, again. vitamins. Yeah, and I was injured and I really wanted to keep up with all my peers and that was my main thing. I was like, how can I still stay in the game? Like, And uh, looking the part was a thing. So I went to San Francisco, I hardly ate any food but still didn't really think anything of that like it was more just like oh that's what she's doing so I'm doing that too and then obviously completely realized that was a very very stupid move on my part but then going forward like every dancer really and I don't mean to completely generalize but the majority of dancers that I meet and I'm still friends with whether they 
eat well or don't, they still have so much kind of emotional attachment to everything that they eat. And it's a hard thing. Like even you're so the the kind of connection between food and your body image is just completely together. Eight hours of the day more, you know, you're in front of yourself the whole time. It's just like looking at insecurities and you're in being light judged based on how you appear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's whether it's based on your talent or just how you fill out a costume. I mean, it takes a toll. It's really, really just an emotionally very damaging and challenging world totally. to be in. You really have to have your sort of true north. I feel like it's so good for men and it's so horrible for women. Like yeah. I think ballet mm. physically even does wonderful things for the male physique. Right. They're it's, gorgeous. They're well, and you know, and they're not really injuring themselves at the same rate, right? Mm. I mean, would you say? Well, I think t- that I know nothing about this. I don't know if it's necessarily they're injuring some, themselves differently, but I certainly know that a huge part of my ankle injury was just the fact that I wasn't giving myself the energy to even stay on point. So I was right. completely going over and over. It was a repetitive strain the whole time. Yeah. And I think maybe for for males, generally speaking, they are they are like I'm getting ripped. I'm eating all my proteins, right. whereas it's more just like I'm and not I can eating do a grunge attack. right? Exactly, and I can lift my leg here and jump. You're like, and I'm doing intermittent fasting indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> and vitamin water is my only friend. Yeah. I think Ugh. it's getting better as there's more kind of in a weird way, like just having so many dancers on social media and doing yeah. the whole thing. But it's just the way that it's told to you, and I think there's still this huge thing. I think dance and industries that use your physique really show you that in a different way but for young girls particularly it's like education yeah education and you don't get that and it's like a, it's a sport dance and you well just don't yeah get that's it. exactly right it is they are athletes and I think mm. you know there are a handful of really standout members of the community Misty Copeland being one of them Sarah Mearns being Completely. another these women who do not personify the sort of stereotypical you know sylph waif-like ballerina body type, Mm -hmm. they are total powerhouse athletes and incredibly beautiful performers. And I feel like those types of personalities and the type of work that you are doing, which is really encouraging, you know, this is fuel, this is fitness, this is athleticism. This is not just about, you know, being as tiny as you can so that you look like, you know. And it goes in waves if you do that as well. Like I think what people don't realize is that, you know, your body then expects different things when you start to take food away from it, then you're never going to be able to get back onto that that plateau, like that level that you could be at, the amount you could be eating and fueling yourself. And we certainly find like in the studio, we get a lot of, it's definitely not kind of my highest audience, but we do have a lot of dance students or professional dancers that are on break and they're Mm. looking for a way to keep fit. And the amazing thing for me was when I stopped dancing, I was still, you know, doing this kind of diet and doing that and not really understanding what I was putting into my body. The second that I kind of followed the diet principles that we have now, like the kind of underlying ballet blast and naturally sassy, and then did those workouts, I had a better physique than I when I was dancing. Like mm. I was so much stronger. Yeah. I'm so much stronger now in everything that I do. Not only is that the exercise kind of perfectly paired for everybody's body, you've got the strength, you've got really the skill to do it, and you're not hurting yourself, you're not injuring yourself, but also with the food, you're actually fueling yourself right. in the right way. And do you think that you're going to focus more on one thing? Do you think you're going to go sort of more in the fitness direction? Do you think you're going to go in the food direction? Or do you want to just keep it broad and more general lifestyle wellness? Really keeping it um, in both. So we launched a cookery channel in the online studio that is kind of giving people the kind of macro breakdown. Again, not because I want people to count macros, because I think it's so useful for people to understand that they're getting the right nutrients. And we've got this cookery channel and it's like kind of a play pause repeat type of vibe which is for me again just such an easy way to do it instead of watching a two-hour long youtube show Mm -hmm. or you know doing a workout and streaming it from xyz so we're just trying to make everything as simple as quick because nobody has the time and for me my kind of next step is thinking you know how can we make sure that those recipes are even easier for you to make because i'm trying to go around and do a lot more kind of 
with our, we have like a sassy squad now, which is basically women around the world that are sharing their like uh, their transformations and whether that not really just be weight, it's like flexibility and stuff and oh, being able to do that. This so sassy squad is what you're calling your community? Yeah, we have okay. we have a bunch of women that aren't only just kind of part of the community, but are also now kind of sharing their journey through the app and everything with people which is so fun because it's like being able to see people's actual like for me I've trained my whole life to have okay posture and to have the flexibility that I naturally have now but it's pretty incredible when you can see just like what like 10 minutes a day yeah and I think having that creating that community that you can really engage with in a really dynamic way and then offering them you know things like the app and and new ways to sort of stay engaged it's kind of a win Mm. for everybody because I think anybody who's starting on like a new fitness plan or a new food plan, having that sense of community and a shared conversation is super motivating. And I think for you building a business, right, and having a social media following and an audience, just having that kind of ongoing conversation is also motivating for you because you're getting right. the feedback right away. Like it's all about the people. Yeah. And with the with the squad, like particularly, we're able to see like really work towards their specific goals, which you don't get to do with like hundreds of people streaming something. You, It's really nice to have like a specific group of people that are actually telling you how they're feeling mm-hmm. and we can grow from there. So it's been a really incredible process, like finding these people and we've been doing like going back to ballet audition days. Like, I was going to say, are there auditions there are the audi- Squad? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh which my is, God, which is very fun. When's the next one? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, download the app, dance. Um, I totally will. I don't think I have very good turnout though. Oh, well, there's a, there's a perfect workout. There's that for you. that. <gasps> there's a perfect workout for me. Watch the skill video. My turnout. <laughs> but the turnout thing is also like, uh, it's a little, I mean, you're not really supposed to be turned out, right? Like I'm sitting here suffering through a hip injury as we Well, I, I mean, part not, of it is maybe not. my entire childhood. Not, not your whole life, extended. right? So the nice thing is, I think that's the thing is like turnout and ballet, they just force you to go completely flat. Whereas in, in these workouts anyways, we start in parallel and we work out to a position that right. you can actually hold. And the reason we do that, is to access that kind of this yeah, you yeah your hip, butt, butt. hip opening yeah. actually is good it's yeah but if you can control it opening, right? right so it's the controlling and the nice thing about it's this your haunches mm-hmm. one of the reasons we have such a kind of a broad age um in the studio is because it is really like it's hard it burns but it's low impact mm-hmm. so you're able to do it and think through it like you can when you're dancing you know you think through exactly the steps you're taking to achieve a position and we're able to do that too so it's it's nice it works your brain too it's a mental exercise so where is Sassy, is Naturally Sassy going to be in like five years? I mean, do you see kind of, are you scaling and ultimately do you want to sell or do you, what, like, what, do you have big, I know you do. Yeah. You, I can already see yeah. it on your face. You have some big dreams if you can share any of them and if you can't, Right, fine. totally. No, I think the the big dreams right now is to just really get the studio onto as many people's phones and laptops as possible. Obviously, that's what I'm doing in the next kind of couple of years, but. From that, I just, I really want it just to be like a delivered to your door type of service. Mm-hmm. So everything from the recipes that we're doing to the workouts that we already have going, I just want it to be as tailored to the person as possible. Mm-hmm. So as we grow, I think using kind of different people's body characteristics and what they're trying to achieve and really honing in the perfect workout for them, past what we already have is kind of the goal for me, but more books. More books. Different features yeah. on the app, different classes in the app. There's like a lot of different spaces. Maybe to like hip hop for ballerinas. Right, hip hop for ballerinas. <laughs> Can some you do clothes something? to wear with them? Hey, There's I don't know. Athleisure, apparel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you do something for toddlers? Because I have a three-year-old boy who's not taking off his tutu anytime soon. Wow. Oh yeah, that's he's actually an amazing audience. So into it. Yeah, my husband is a little. He's but like, you can't imagine him streaming something. He'd want to be with a bunch of kids. 
Right? You know what? Let me tell you what. Maybe he should actually host the video. <laughs> I would. I would not want to give it. No, he goes to ballet. Fantastic. On his like he he wants it. Yeah, he wants it. He keeps his tutu on. He has tan lines from his (laughs) tutus. It's full because he wears like a full loose. He has a tutu. That's amazing. That will not go away because Chris didn't put sunblock on him and he he got burned. Hashtag tutu tan. Uh-huh. Tan. <laughs> Toddler tutu tan. Toddler tutu tan. And that's how I spot the sassy squad right there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh my God. Squad goals at the age of three. Oh, this yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you got a lot on your plate. Speaking of plate, yes. Should we ask the question? Ask it. Do it. At your fantasy dinner party, who's coming and what are you preparing for your guests? And you can you have to give them something more than vitamin water. Okay, yeah, okay, well, let me think about the, the food first and who would eat the meal. That's always harder, okay, you're gonna I back like. into it. You're back I'm going to back into it. into it, so I give myself okay. a little bit of time to choose some nice guests. Food-wise, start a main and dessert, or just one However course. you want to do it. What's your do dinner party? Family style, whatever. Starter. Ooh, um, I would have, like, you know those risotto balls that you yes. can have? Yeah. But there's a delicious way of making them with butternut squash and pesto. Mm. And so mm. I would have those because mm. I'm really a, a very... So risotto-free rice balls. Right. Well, no, okay. no, no, no. With, oh, with the, rice, the rice, but it's butternut okay. squash risotto balls. And they're so delicious. And I would make I'm gonna those. I'm going to write it down. Take note. Yes. Because you're going to make so it for good. me later. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, main course. I would have maybe like a fettuccine type thing. Mm. Like one of the nicest things when I was growing up, we used to go to France a lot. Just having like the fresh market veggies and like fettuccine just with salt and olive oil is oh, delicious you can get some really fine. I mean if it was my like dinner party probably because it's me do some kind of like brown rice fettuccine or something but you know um, and then do you like the GF pasta in general or I hate you... gluten free pasta yeah. but I like the the brown rice ones like okay. I hate the ones that label themselves as gluten free yeah, yeah the, the ones, ones that are the, cor- yeah. the, the corn the and the corn soy are garbage but I agree the brown rice is pretty good yeah because it's yeah. still got that like fiber, kind of like good. nuttiness jovial to dig them. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. those. And then in England, we have this. I don't know if you guys have it here, sticky toffee pudding. Uh-huh. You have it here? Well, we have it here because we do. Because right? yes, it's an homage. To yeah, the other right. yeah, I've never had it. Oh, it's sticky toffee for me pudding. Too. I'll make it for you. Okay. It is fantastic. What is it? What's in it? Um, so my version is probably a little bit different than most people's. Um, I couldn't read. It's like a sponge cake with just like toffee and syrupy stuff, but but it's not spongy. But it's, it's like not spongy. It's shoot. really it's like dense. It's really incredible. Um, God, everyone here is just freaking I mean, out. Bodies yeah, are so like good. contorting. It's and so like good. Um, sticky toffee or pudding. Or a, man- a mango cheesecake is the other option. I really like a good mango cheesecake. Okay. Yeah. Very specific. Oh, my God. I know. We, I have we... my things. It's a dinner party. Right. the people that would... Go- are we drinking anything? We're drinking anything. I'm not drinking vitamin water. Oh, you're 20. Uh, you can't. We're not drinking we're anything. We're in the UK. It's oh, okay. God. I forgot. And our parents can come accompany <laughs> us. Oh, <laughs> um, probably having like an old fashioned. Hmm. Okay, classic. I like it. Yeah. Pim's cup, perhaps. Yes, Pim's. Mm, yes. Strawberries and cream. Mm. Yeah. Let's just name all the English things we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blood pudding. I don't know. Meghan Markle. Um, um, <laughs> I think you two are coming to dinner. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh yeah. my god, because I have so much to learn. Uh-huh. Um, who else, is there? Who else is coming to dinner? Um, probably get Judy Dench to come because <gasps> I think she's fantastic. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, I get Judy Dench. Too. I'd get Alan Sugar, who was like the you know Trump did the what's that show that he's known for? The Apprentice. Apprentice. But we have a UK version with this guy called Alan Sugar, and I grew up. 
as entrepreneur, like listening to him and doing that. And I just think he's such a character that I would love him to come. Who else would be at my dinner? I would probably have Rudolf Nureyev at my dinner, who's a very... Yes. So when yes. I was seven, I got to be in a ballet with Rudolf Nureyev. Um, you did? Yes. It was a Royal Danish Ballet. They came to New York. Can you guys tell everyone who Rudolf is? He has passed. Uh, he passed away in like late 80s, I believe. Yeah, he's not a reindeer. He's the <laughs> He was the most beautiful dancer, uh, yeah. I think, he, of his generation. Yeah. Um, he's and incredible. He, he was unbelievable. He's a Russian dancer. They did a touring company, obviously. Mm-hmm. They, they picked the kids from the local schools when they, when they go on tour. It was uh, the Boston Ballet. And it was uh, Don Quixote. Yeah. And there's a scene with a puppet show. And so they cast kids to be the puppets, like playing the leads. It's just like this one scene. And so I got to play Kitri. I was the, oh my goodness. I was the puppet of the, of the female lead. He was playing opposite. And there was one scene where he has to like the puppets do their little show. And then he lifts us off the stage. And I remember he like patted me on the bum. It was just this oh cute little God. like off you go kind of thing. And I went home and I told my mom, I was like, he, he patted me on the bum. It was like so. Was it an off you go kind of thing or was it a hashtag me too kind of thing? No, it was not a hashtag me too. Because okay, just he was saying. not in that camp. Okay. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, <laughs> yeah, it was just the most wonderful experience that I, and the fact that you said that just yeah. warms my heart because he does have such like an enormous impact on the ballet world. And He does. And he was, he has the most incredible story when you dive into it. It's really fascinating. So I'd have him. Maybe I'd have Alfred Hitchcock. I'd have him. <gasps> yeah, I'd have. Very dark, mysterious yeah. man at this dinner. Yeah, I, well, I just think it's really funny to have a bunch of very strange men come Random. together and just, you just leave them at the other end of the table. You enjoy the risotto balls with butternut squash and it's a really entertaining <laughs> feast. So basically, you this dynamic, this is just pure entertainment for you. Oh, no, You're it not is. interested in engaging with any of these people. You just want to create the and arena this, in which they will entertain you. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I like completely. it. Completely. totally fair. Maybe yeah. I have like Margaret Thatcher just down my end so I can, can pick her brain. But the rest can just stay up there and I think that would be my dinner party. Let's throw in Cardi B and really round it out. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I love that dinner party. I do too. And I'm very intrigued by these risotto balls, which I'm going to go home and experiment mm. with. Do you have that recipe? You can I can, yeah, I can share it with okay. you. Fun. Well, it's been so lovely to meet you. And yes. by the way, I just need to say again, you are incredibly inspirational and impressive and congratulations on yeah. building such an incredible well done platform and business and the sky is Thank definitely you. the limit for you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing both of your splits oh, soon. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're God. doing that show right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.